Hi, this is Ben Lowell with Back to the Bible Canada and another episode of Truth and Life Today with Dr. John Newfeld, answering questions that our viewers and listeners are sending in every week. We have a, another great episode today. We're going to talk about the role of men and women. But just a reminder that every week you can tune in and listen on our backtothebible.ca website, on iTunes, YouTube, or like us on Facebook. And uh, we'd be glad to see you there. Anyways, Dr. John, welcome again. Yeah. Now, we got an interesting uh, uh, a question today, and I guess one you should almost expect <laughs> is going to come up at some point, and it talks about our, uh, our, the passage in Ephesians chapter 5 uh, in respect to the relationship between men and women in the home. Yeah. Now, that's really all I have to do is, uh, is ask you that question. Can you give us a <laughs> sense of where we're going with that passage and, and what Paul is trying to tell us? Yeah, I mean, Paul is dealing with uh, you know, the institution of marriage. Yeah. And so it's not just men and women in the home. It's a husband and a wife in relationship to each other. And Ephesians 5 has, it's an interesting thing because uh, Ephesians 5, it really takes us, you know, to first of all, calling wives to submit to their husbands as the church submits to Christ. And then it asks men, uh, husbands, they're to love their wives as Christ loved the church. And then it goes on to talk about the relationship between the church and Christ. And so marriage is supposed to be a divine role play which repeats the kind of relationship that Christ has with the church. So in a way, I would guess that the, that the family is the church in miniature and that the church is the family in macro, or however we might say that, something like that, and so that there is an interplay between the church and the, and the family. So why do you think there's so much conflict in what, when you talk about it that way, seems pretty straightforward, but we hear this conflict in respect to Ephesians 5 all of the time. Why do you think that's... If you go to Ephesians 5.22, it says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, and then when you go to chapter 6, it says, children, obey your parents. So wives are not told to obey their husbands. Children are told to do that. So it seems to me that there's a very different interplay between husbands and wives and children and their parents. Secondly, I think I want to say this, that wives are called upon to submit to their husbands. In other words, they offer their submission to their husbands. It's not that their husbands demand it of their wives. See, whenever you meet a husband that simply says, you're supposed to submit to me, you know, what he should be saying is, I'm supposed to love you as Christ loved the church. Yeah. I mean, the command to me is to lay down my life for you so that you might live. Mm -hmm. So that's the command to him. So I think it's what they offer to one another in their marriage. So I think this is not a, a formula either for abuse or for lording it over someone. Yeah. That's not what's here. Yeah. And uh, so I think that, that has to be pointed out as we read through the text. So I think there's a lot of stuff. If you simply allow the text to explain itself, rather than taking the, the contemporary you know, conflict, you know, we take our contemporary conflict and we bring it into the text, and that's what creates a great deal of confusion. Let the text speak for itself. Okay, well, talking about that confusion, let's add a little bit more confusion sure. uh, with the rest of the question. It says, some would say that it's difficult to hold on to that view when only a few verses later, Paul refers to the obedience of slaves to masters, and yet we condemn slavery today. So how can we hold to that same thing with husbands and wives uh, when, when it talks about slavery, and slavery obviously doesn't exist in our country yeah. anyway? Yeah, so I, there's something rather easy here that sometimes we miss. Okay. You know, if slaves are to obey their earthly masters, now the word is obey here and not submit to. 
Now, but secondly, here's something else I'd like to point out. There is an institution of marriage, and there is an institution of slavery. And we need to ask, you know, is slavery an institution that is given by God? Okay. I mean, the answer is, no, it's not. Is marriage an institution that's given by God? And the answer is, yes, it is. Now, if we had slavery today, would Paul be saying, slaves, obey your masters? Yes, he would. Even while the New Testament works for the abolition of slavery. And yet, while there's slavery, there is a kind of relationship that is called upon from slaves to their masters. But Paul's not saying the same about marriage. While there is marriage, you know, marriage, in fact, is an institute institution given by God. So I, I want to say that there's a difference because one is a God-given institution, one is yeah. not. That, that's just yeah. the simple yeah. answer to that. Now, the role of husband and wife. Uh, I don't think what's being said in the passage is in respect to the stronger or the weaker or the more intellectual or the less intellectual or the more driven or the less driven. Uh, what can we understand in respect to the roles of husband and wife? Yeah, I think you've put your finger on it roles, um, because all throughout the Scripture, it's very clear. I mean, there's, there can be no equivocation here. The Bible presents men and women as fully equal and as fully in the image of God. Then we find out that God assigns to the man a role, and the role is to give leadership to his wife and to his family. Now, now Ben, both you and I, I think, have strong wives. I know I do, and I think you do as well. Now, my wife, in her strength, and she has a great many strengths, um, will often come to me and say, on this issue, I mean, I'm looking for your leadership. She is actively submitting to me, and I know that that's my God-given role. But when I take leadership, I am to take leadership in the way that, the image that I'm given here is the way that Christ leads his church. Mm -hmm. Christ does not lead his church in an abusive way but rather his leadership of the church allows the church to flourish and become all that she is supposed to be. And so whenever you see a husband leading his wife in a way that brings abuse to her or that she feels oppressed or she feels constantly under his heavy hand, I mean, immediately we know that there's something fundamentally unbiblical going on here. And often if you talk to a man and you look him in the eye and you say, I want you to tell me do you think that your wife is fully your equal? If he's telling you the truth, the abusive man will always say no because he does not perceive her that way. So I think that there can be leadership in a number of different realms. I mean, there's leadership in a local church in which the elders are called upon to lead in a way that's godly, but the people of the congregation are not therefore to assume that the elders therefore are superior to them. Leadership does not equal superiority, but leadership does equal giving a framework for how we interact and operate in terms of each other. So that's what I'd like to say. What you have here is not a formula for abuse, but in fact, I'd say Ephesians 5 should be the end of all abuse. It tells the husband who is physically most of the time stronger than his wife that he is to use his strength to lay down his life for his wife. And then when it comes to, you know, roles within marriage, I think roles can function uh, in such a way that gives context to the gifts that are operated. So, you know, for instance, I know in my marriage, uh, my wife uh, handles the budget. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, if, if 
I was really helped in understanding the kind of relationship that Kathy and I had when years ago I was in Romania and I met a, a, a wonderful worship leader. He actually wrote many of the Romanian hymns in evangelical contexts. And I came to recognize this guy was good for nothing except him writing, and his <laughs> wife was taking care of everything else. Ben, I think that's my wife and I. Yeah. I mean, she has freed me to spend my time in the Word, to become an expert at the Word while she takes care of so many things in my life. She looks at me as giving leadership and spiritual leadership to the home. Yeah. And my kids have always come to me and saying, Dad, what does the Scripture say about a thing? Uh, and my wife has always made sure that that happens. So we function in different roles. A another relationship in a, uh, between a husband and wife, will they'll recognize their strengths and weaknesses in a different area. And so it won't be a marriage like mine, but the husband will still be giving leadership. So I, I think that given the, the differences in style, giftedness in various relationships, it will look different, but there is an overarching you know, emphasis that the Scripture gives here. Husbands, lead your wives. Wives, submit to your husbands. Do this in the context of the love of Christ. Can I ask you one more question? Yeah. What would you think then is the, if you were to articulate the primary purpose and goal of marriage between a husband and a wife, what is it? Yeah, that's a great question because Paul here says, and I am speaking about Christ and his church. See, the mystery is profound, he says. Yeah. He's talking about the mystery between a husband and a wife. And then he says, but I'm saying it refers to Christ and the church. Yeah. You know, it's fascinating. I would have thought, oh, I thought it was about the husband and the wife. And in the end of the day, God has given marriage to the human race, and within the context of marriage, he's invited a man and a woman to play out a divine role play so that together they might understand the unique love of God to his children. Hmm. Um, so that's what we're supposed to learn together. Now, you and I both know, I mean, when we get married, we find out we're a lot more sinful than we ever thought we were. You know, that's a fact. That's true. You know, I've come to recognize after all these years of marriage, I don't think I ever knew how to love a woman. And I'm slowly beginning to, you know, in, in my foggy brain, I'm beginning to understand what it means. But even that is helping me to understand the great love that Christ has for me. One last quick question, because I think it's really important as we talk about issues like this. How do we determine what's relevant today? Because we hear that a lot. Uh, what's relevant in Scripture to us, to our day, to our culture? Uh, is that a fair question, or is it because we're just not reading Scripture in an appropriate way? Yeah, I would say, Ben, it's all relevant. Even the texts about slaves and masters. Now, I know that what you have in slaves and masters, and by the way, I could spend a lot of time talking about the varieties of slavery. All slavery is not the same. Yeah. But putting that issue to the side, let's recognize that even in an unjust situation, there are still God-honoring ways to act in the midst of that. That's relevant to our day. It has a lot to say when you're working for a boss who's not treating you fairly. How should you as a believer respond? You see, that's the point. Yeah. There's not a, a section of Scripture that's not relevant today. We never take any text of the Bible and throw it on the junk heap of history. Yeah. It's all relevant. That's what I want to say. A great word. Thanks so much, John. And don't forget, you can join us again next week for more of Truth and Life today. And don't forget that if you'd like to support the ministry of Back to the Bible Canada, In Doubt or Laugh Again, uh, this month we're having our fiscal year-end campaign, and we truly do need your support. So you can call us and give your gift at 1-800-663-2425 or visit us online at backtothebible.com.
www.truthandlifetoday.ca. We hope you're enjoying the new Truth and Life Today show with Dr. John Newfeld. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode each week. But we want you to be involved in the show. To submit your own personal questions to Dr. John, you can email us at info at backtothebible.ca or find us on Facebook by searching Truth and Life Today.